48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Tom McElind in the headlines. Selegco Committee scrutinising changes to extradition law spends its first two hours failing to elect a chairman. Taxi groups say it's up to the government to set rules for the use of onboard cameras. And mainland GDP growth beats expectations but remains at its lowest in a decade. A LegCo committee that will scrutinise amendments to extradition laws has ended its first meeting without completing its first order of business, selecting a chairman. The controversial bill will allow for extradition to jurisdictions not covered by other agreements. Pro-establishment lawmakers accuse pan-Democrats, especially James Toe, who oversaw the meeting as the most senior member, of filibustering. The Secretary for Security, John Lee, expressed disappointment to what he called delaying tactics. I'm extremely disappointed. And I regret that it has taken two hours uh, for the Bills Committee to hold a meeting without even appointing a chairman. In my memory, it hasn't happened before. Pro-establishment lawmakers accuse Mr Toa of abusing his power after he kicked out Federation of Trade Unions lawmaker Kwok Kwai Kung, who said he'd been using offensive language. They also said he allowed discussion of topics beyond his remits. Mr Kwok's FCU colleague Alice Mack says Mr Toa was simply filibustering. James Toa is not even the chairman of the meeting. Uh, he's the presiding member who is uh, presiding the meeting to um, con- conduct the co- election of the chairman and vice chairman of the committee. So we doubt very much whether he has the power to ask a member to leave the meeting. So we will consult our legal advisor on what legal actions that we will be taking uh, in the future. We sincerely hope that our meeting can go through smoothly and efficiently. Do not waste public money. Do not waste people's time. The convener of the pan-democratic camp, Claudia Moe, said that Mr Toe was right to allow a discussion about the fact that the committee's meeting overlaps with a regular panel meeting. She said the time clash could set a bad precedent and accused the pro-establishment camp of not understanding the concept of filibustering. Well, they don't understand what the filibustering really means in politics. It's meant to be used to stop uh, evil laws, what we call, and or uh, evil policies. I mean, a situation like this, a scenario like this, if nobody queries, nobody complains, they would say that's a very normal precedent and uh, we can use it to to, uh, carry on forever. Lawmakers have also begun a debate about the financial secretary's budget. More than 20 lawmakers had their say on the financial chief's blueprint, though it's not clear when the vote will take place. Real estate sector lawmaker Abraham Sheck used the opportunity to criticise the proposed tax on vacant properties. The proposed vacancy tax is a classic example of Shakespearean play of much to do about nothing. As any suggestions of hoarding can only be described as fabricated. It is superfluous. Nevertheless, our policymakers are so obsessed with the populistic idea that they are determined to table the bill before the end of this legislative year. No matter what, I hope they will at least think twice of what they will make a vacancy tax fair and square. The chairman of the Hong Kong Taxi Council says the government needs to play a greater role in regulating the use of dash cameras in taxis. Hung Wing Tak criticised the person who leaked dash cam footage of two celebrities kissing in a cab. He said he suspected this was unlawful and could ruin the image of the taxi trade. The Transport Department will issue guidelines later this year, but Mr Hung believes penalties should also be introduced.
the transport department should make sure that there's no tampering of the camera, no mishandling of the data. So they must have some sort of inspection, some sort of set out penalties for misbehaviour. So far, fewer than 100 taxis have government-approved dash cams which record only the backs of passengers. Mr Hung says if yesterday's leaked video happened in a taxi, it's not one that's approved by the transport department. If this is a taxi, it must be a private individual who did this. Whoever did it, don't think it is lawful. And if it is a taxi driver, it will ruin the image of a taxi industry. Definitely we, we would not tolerate such a behaviour. The mainland's economy has expanded at a quicker-than-expected pace of 6.4% in the first quarter, thanks to sharply higher factory production. It matches the previous quarter for the weakest growth since 2009. Industrial output surged 8.5% last month from a year ago, marking the fastest increase in more than four years. Retail sales also logged their quickest rise since September, up by 8.7% year-on-year last month. This comes after Beijing stepped up fiscal stimulus measures, including tax cuts and increased infrastructure spending. Mao Sheng Yong from the National Bureau of Statistics says he's expecting steady growth for the rest of the year. Generally speaking, the national economy performed within an appropriate range in the first quarter, sustaining the momentum of steady progress. Positive elements are on the right, which laid a solid foundation for steady and healthy growth for the whole year. The Director of Audit says the government should consider increasing fees at parking meters and reducing the maximum parking time at some meters to free up space on the street. The Director said that in 15 out of 37 districts, the government had failed to meet its target of having 15% of metered parking spaces available at any one time. It says the government should consider increasing fees on meters that charge only $2 for every half hour. It also says meters in core commercial areas, such as Causeway Bay, should allow less than two hours of parking for each transaction. A woman who says she was raped by JD.com founder Richard Liu in the US city of Minneapolis has filed a lawsuit against the billionaire and his Beijing-based e-commerce company. Liu Jingyao, a student at the University of Minnesota, claims Mr Liu forced himself on her in his vehicle after a dinner and later raped her at her apartment. She's seeking damages of more than 50,000 US dollars. Mr Liu was arrested in August but released within hours. US prosecutors announced in December he would face no criminal charges as it was unlikely they could prove his guilt beyond reasonable doubt. Voters in Indonesia are choosing a president and parliament after a bitter campaign in which religion has played a prominent role. More than 190 million people are eligible to vote in what's one of the world's biggest democratic elections. Here's the BBC's Karishma Vaswani in Jakarta. Voters here are choosing between the incumbent, Joko Widodo. He's a self-styled common man of the people. He's had to tap in to the growing desire for political power by some hardline Islamic groups and assure some of his critics that he is Muslim enough. So he's got a hardline cleric as his running mate. On the other side, you've got Prabowo Subianto. He's an ex-general. He says that Mr. Widodo's policies have not brought economic growth to Indonesia, but he's also courted hardline Islam to get him into power. 
The French President Emmanuel Macron has promised that Notre Dame Cathedral will be rebuilt within five years and it'll be more beautiful than ever. The fire ravaged the cathedral's roof and caused its 19th century spire to collapse. But the belfries and the huge stained glass windows in the Parisian landmark remain intact. A 50-strong team has been set up to investigate the cause of the blaze. Officials believe the inferno came within minutes of destroying the building entirely. The head of the Paris Fire Brigade, Jean-Claude Gallet, defended his crews against some criticism of their response time. But you know, in this time of grid fires, everybody thinks that uh, people uh, call for firemen. But the, in fact, we received just one call at the beginning, just one call. On the first fire pump uh, present uh, six minutes after receiving the first call. Nearly 300 people have been arrested in ongoing climate change protests in London. Demonstrators began blocking off a bridge and major central road junctions on Monday at the start of a civil disobedience campaign that also saw action in other parts of Europe. The protests were organised by campaign group Extinction Rebellion. London police say they expect demonstrations to continue over the coming weeks. Scientists have accidentally hit upon a way of tracing the history of plastic pollution in the oceans. They discovered that metal boxes designed decades ago to trap plankton when towed behind ships also snared non-marine items. Logs were kept of these, and researchers in Britain have used them to trace plastic. President Trump has vetoed a bill passed by the United States Congress last week that would have ended U.S. support for the Saudi-led coalition in the conflict in Yemen. In a statement, Mr. Trump described the resolution as an unnecessary and dangerous attempt to weaken his constitutional powers and a threat to the lives of American citizens. Here's the BBC's David Willis. The United States provides billions of dollars of arms to the Saudi-led coalition fighting Iranian-backed rebels in Yemen. But members of Congress have expressed concern over the thousands of civilians that have died in airstrikes since the conflict began more than four years ago. In recent weeks, a war powers resolution limiting the ability of the president to send troops into action was passed by both houses. Shares in Netflix have fallen after the streaming service forecast a slowdown in the growth of its subscriber base in the coming months. The company's first quarter results predicted it would gain 5 million new subscribers between April and June, less than analysts were expecting. Here's the BBC's Michelle Fleury. Netflix is currently the world's largest paid online TV network and it added 9.6 million new subscribers in the first three months of this year, bringing the total close to 150 million globally. It has spent a large amount of money on original content to attract and keep subscribers. To help pay for this, it recently increased its subscription fee in the United States. The company's chief executive, Reed Hastings, said he was not worried about the influx of competition from the likes of Disney and Apple because he said they were offering different content. Shares in Next Digital, the publisher of Apple Daily, have surged more than 20% in initial trade. This comes after the newspaper said its registered user numbers hit more than 2.1 million yesterday after it published an exclusive video of two celebrities getting intimate in a taxi. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 30,062, 70 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $53 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 111.95 yen, the euro stands at 1 US dollar and 13 cents, and the pound's worth 10 Hong Kong dollars, 24 cents. Now to sport, and here's Asim Jung.
We start with football in the Champions League, where Barcelona outclassed Manchester United to book their place in the semi-finals. It finished 3-0 for Barca in the new camp, with Lionel Messi scoring twice to complete a 4-0 aggregate win. United manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer accepts that his side were undone by Messi's talent. He's an exceptional talent. Him and Cristiano, they've been the best players in the world in the last decade. Tonight he shows why we all think that and why he's won so many titles and why this team have also won so many Champions Leagues. You, you can prepare as you like, but if you give him space and time in and around the goal, he'll create chances and score goals. Fantastic player. After knocking out Real Madrid in the previous round, it was another memorable night for Ajax as they eliminated Juventus. Here's the BBC's John Bennett. 2-1 on the night to the Dutch side, 3-2 on aggregate. Remarkable and totally deserved as well. Juve took the lead, Cristiano Ronaldo 28 minutes. Just six minutes later, Van der Beek equalised before Matthias de Ligt, one of a number of their brilliant young players, scored with a header in the 68th minute. And after that, Juventus were totally flat. Ajax had more energy, they had more ambition, and they're into the semi-finals for the first time since 1997. Tonight, Manchester City hosts Tottenham, trailing 1-0 from the first leg. City defender John Stone says it won't take much to turn the tie in their favour. Obviously one goal and then we go from there. And I think that's how we approach the game and, and, and it's still so close, obviously. Yeah, massive occasion and one that we're you know, really looking forward to. In the other game, Liverpool take a 2-0 lead into their away leg at Porto. On the ice, the Tampa Bay Lightning found themselves on the wrong end of an epic playoff meltdown, getting swept in the first round following one of the best regular seasons ever. The Columbus Blue Jackets capped a stunning sweep of the President's Trophy winners with a 7-3 victory in Game 4. Sergei Bobrovsky was stellar in net once again, making 30 saves to help Columbus to their first ever playoff series win. As for Tampa, they became the first team in the expansion era, which began in 1967 to go winless in the first round after leading the league in points. Elsewhere, the New York Islanders have also swept their way into the second round. They ousted the Pittsburgh Penguins with a 3-1 win. In the NBA, the Toronto Raptors set things straight against the Orlando Magic with a dominant display in Game 2 of their first-round series. Kawhi Leonard led the Raptors with 37 points. Kyle Lowry made up for a zero-point Game 1 by scoring 22, as Toronto cruised to a 111-82 victory at home to tie the series at one apiece. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung there. Now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. Alleged co-committee scrutinising changes to extradition law spends its first two hours failing to elect a chairman. Taxi groups say it's up to the government to set rules for the use of onboard cameras. And mainland GDP growth beats expectations but remains at its lowest in a decade. That's the news from RTHK.